Hey, welcome to Sippin' on Scripture. I'm Michael. I'm John. And I'm Ashley. We're three friends talking life, faith, and scripture with a cold drink in hand. Cheers! Hey guys, welcome to Sippin' on Scripture, episode 7. Today we're talking about marriage. Deep dive on marriage. Ooh. And drinking fireball whiskey. Mm. <laughs> I would love to tell you I know a lot about it, but I know it's from Louisville. Sazerac Co. Incorporated. Ah. Uh-huh. Don't know much about it other than... Uh, Probably a Unilever. It burns. <laughs> it burns. It's it like does a burn. It's a great burn. We are, we are, it says it tastes like heaven, but burns like hell. Oh. On the bottle. Well, boy. Well. Explain maybe. how that compares to marriage. Oh. Well. Well. Don't make me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know why I picked this for marriage? I'd love to. Okay. Once upon a time, Michael and I went on our honeymoon and we went on a booze cruise cruise type thing. Um, And we had quite a bit of fireball. So just like... The memory of that, like, <laughs> links to the start of our marriage. <laughs> so, uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. It was in Key West. Mm-hmm. The best place on earth. And we got back on a cruise ship. And we don't know how we got back to the we cruise We have ship. no idea. Uh, basically, we basically teleported. <laughs> but we got there. Michael, and Michael got his teeth whitened. Yep. Fell asleep <laughs> during my teeth whitening. So wore off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just like I picked this just because it just it literally was something <clears throat> that we drank at the very beginning of our marriage. So but it also fireball can be smooth and tasty, but it can also have like a kick and mm-hmm. kind of hurt a little bit. It just can be like, a little spicy at a little times. Spicy. It can warm your heart. Yeah. And it can Make you feel tired if you have too much. That's right. <laughs> yeah, same. Give me diabetes. Same time. Um, uh, marriage. So, marriage. We're talking to talk about what is marriage to us, to mm-hmm. God, and some cool topics about marriage. So, I'll start. Marriage, to me, is a life partnership and friendship that continually needs work done short and sweet Mm -hmm. yeah mine was short and sweet too i said uh marriage to me is finding someone with whom you share a mutual love and passion for one another and agreeing to work through all seasons of life and also to have somebody you can tell the truth to nice mine (laughs) literally the first word i wrote down was hard (laughs) marriage is hard it is a learning experience and it takes a lot of um selfless love selflessness and selfless love kind of like that sacrificial love even and it's just like those first couple years when you're like learning each other it's hard i'm not gonna say it's not it's fun and Mm -hmm. you know we have a good time but to say like oh marriage is just so easy like there's just a lot to work on and communication oh, yeah. and working through things and 
then you start adding kids in there and other hard seasons of life. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. As soon as you add kids in there, it adds a whole nother yeah. different level. And then the trials and then you get and then you go through like triumphs and you're like, man, this is so great. And everything. And then you go mm. through like trials and you're like, OK, we, <laughs> we got to climb back up. Like so. But I think having that love with somebody that I know is never going to leave my side is also an amazing piece of it. So what does the Bible say about marriage? What does God say about marriage? I think that marriage in God's eyes is to set up a stable situation for raising children. Oh. It's also to give people a way to become closer to God in the spiritual practice of sex. Um, I took it, I read this in a devotional and it said like marriage in God's eyes, God's gave us three gifts of marriage, the gift of companionship mm-hmm. and that started back with Adam and Eve. So he had that, the gift of passion and it said in the devotional, um, Solomon portrays the profound preciousness of love. It's beauty, it delights, it's overwhelming power. And it says that one possesses cannot purchase such love. It's God's gift to us. So you can't buy love. Like God mm-hmm. gives it to us. Um, manifested in its fullest form in our marital unions. And it's both passionate and compassionate. So you have passion and compassion. From the gift. And the last gift is the gift of purpose. It's God's gift to us designed to bring us joy and God glory. I oh, thought that was wow. really cool. Yeah, that's great. So. I don't want to follow that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm glad I went first. Yeah, I know. I'm going first next time. <laughs> um, so the Bible says a lot about marriage, uh, Old Testament and New Testament. And in the Old Testament, you know, God starts off by considering it, you know, it's a sacred union. Um, and it's used as a metaphor a lot of times about your relationship with God and his people, um, which shows how important, you know, the relationship has to be. Um, it starts in Genesis by saying, be fruitful and multiply. Um, and in the New Testament, Jesus starts talking about marriage and he affirms that, um, you know, marriages between a man and a woman. In the book of Matthew at some time, I know he, he talks about, um, he's doing his teachings, you know, red, le- red letter Bible, and he talks about the book of Genesis, and, and he adds to that saying, um, basically teaching people um, that God's original, original plan for marriage was never to end in divorce. Um, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also does give, you know, he does give, reason why it could end in divorce, which the only thing he actually talks about in the Bible is unfaithfulness. Um, And then you have the apostle Paul that writes about the relationship between a husband and a wife uh, in Corinthians, which obviously we all, we don't need to recite that. Um, But Mm -hmm. you know, the book of Corinthians by the apostle Paul. Um, So uh, in in that, that's mostly about the mutual love, respect and selflessness, as you said uh, on marriage. So, I think the Bible, you know, 
it's a marriage. It's a union between a man and a woman. You have kids and you have a relationship with God. I was going to say, it's all about like bringing that glory back to him mm. through your marriage and what you do with it. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ooh, that was good boys. Well, we do research really good. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is the first, like, episode seven. <laughs> I, like, actually had an hour today to sit wow. down. and. Oh, like, Michael went hard. Got it. Okay. <laughs> this is Hot Topics. Hot Topics of marriage. So, in this little segment, we're going to say a hot topic, and then John, Michael, and I will... Give a little blurp about that topic. It could just be a conversation. It could be something that in our marriage has happened or, you know, that we've done. Or we could just say some research that we found on the topic. So mm-hmm. the first one, the biggest one, the number one hot topic when you search about marriage was communication. Well, we're talking right now. We're communicating. We're communicating. So that was the number one hot topic. Well, I'm going to start. Marriage. I'm going to start because I'm not going to follow someone up with like a perfect answer. <laughs> well, <Guys>. thank you. <laughs> um, I did like word association, so mine are very short. <laughs> I just put like, I put what you should do, not what I actually do. So I'm, I'm letting the... <laughs> Calling himself out. <laughs> I'm just letting people know that this is, the hypocrisy isn't here. I'm saying what I know needs to happen. I'm not saying that, that we're perfect and that, that, that's, yeah. that this well, is you know what, what they do. say. Knowing's half the battle. <laughs> Knowing's thirty three percent of the battle. Uh, I put uh, under communication. You, you need to listen actively. You oh, that's to, a good one. You need to pay attention to what your spouse is trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Understand their perspective by like putting yourself in their shoes. Yes. Avoid interruptions and don't become so defensive. That's really good. That is really good. And I feel like if you did all those things, think of how many fights we would just <laughs> never have. Think of how much better of a husband you would be <laughs> if you, know, you did all those things. If we didn't have if we didn't have fights, I wouldn't win so often. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Sometimes wow. I need the fights just to to have a W, you know. Wow. Oh boy. No, but those are those are good things for communication and I feel like those are skills that are obviously learned. And then oh, you, have yeah. to, you have to work on them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you step into marriage, you've got to step out of that selfish mindset and into more of that selfless. So listening and understanding and. Yeah, listening is probably the most important part of communication. But active listening, not just like yeah, yes. you're sitting there silently. Yeah, yes, active like listening. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Taking in what they say. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Dang, dude. Good job. Follow that up. <laughs> Ashley? Um, I said communication is important. It's the key that everything then trickles from. So if you don't have good communication, everything else is just going to be poopy. Yeah. So, and then I also said that communication needs to start on day one of your relationship. Like, good communication needs to start then. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to like work on communication until we have a first fight. Like you need to start with it. 
Yes, because then it turns into a big blow up and both of you are wondering, what the heck went wrong? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe we yelled at each other like that. I don't that. even know you. <laughs> I don't know you anymore. But I do feel like as you progress in your marriage and you mature in different ways, communication can evolve and you can get better on things. And there is things that you need to constantly work on. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. But I feel like that it just is really important and something that you do need to have in the forefront of your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Like it needs to be in the forefront. Like communication is super important. I I basically just said communication is the most important aspect of your marriage besides putting God first. I mean, if, if you can't listen and respond and know how your partner is going to react or know how to just listen, then things are going to break down. And if you don't know how to tell your partner what you want, and if your partner tells you what, what, if your partner tells you what they want, then, and you can't follow up that in your communication, then things are just going to break down. I also feel like people think communication is just like talking. It's kind of more than that too. Like oh, it's, it's your fighting language. and your it's, body language. I mean, like it's more than just a conversation like we're having. It's the fights and the, you know, body language and, you know, doing things within yourself, you mm-hmm. know, in your output, like that listening and stuff too. So anything else you want to add, Michael, before the next topic? No, let's move on to the next topic. All right. What is it? Trust. <laughs> oh, big one. It's big. I'll go last. <laughs> I, I must have did this part wrong because I seriously did like word you're association. Doing you're, doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. You got I, to, I put one like one word okay. for each thing. Sometimes I do that too. All right, John. What but is your word? Okay. I said trust is paramount. And what does in ooh, your relationship? Ooh, expand on that. Ooh, it's like compared to communication, it's almost there. Like trust actually. I don't know. I might be thinking about this now because if you can't trust the person you're trying to communicate with, then you're not truthfully or you're not actually communicating with them. You're trying to figure something out about them. My first word says it's the most important on the list. Really? Oh. So Yeah, I know. I it's just now thought about that. It's definitely one of the top, like yeah. top three. Yeah. If you, can, if you can't trust the person you're talking to, then you can't, you're not going to give your whole heart into the conversation. Right. So it's... If, if trust has been broken, then that needs to be repaired, if it can be repaired at all. Yeah. That's not... I, I don't have a good... Uh, I think I answer some of that in my answer. So I'm going to wait okay. before I go about... Good. We'll tag team it. Yeah, we're going to tag team this answer. All right. So do you want to go? You want me to go? No, you go. Okay. I think trust is another important aspect and must have in your marriage. It is a big hot topic because so many people, you know, have trust issues. So it's also hard to gain, but it's really easily broken. So one little thing can ruin the trust of somebody. Um, Trust can break apart that oneness that God calls us to have in a marriage. So if you don't trust the person you're with, that oneness is, you know, going to shake and kind of 
have those cracks in it. So, and you need to be that oneness to like. Yeah. Trust is the glue that keeps the marriage together. Right. Um, Trust comes from being transparent, keeping your word, telling the honest truth and demonstrating accountability. So if you're saying you're going to do something. You better do it. You got to do it to follow through. So, um, but I also think that trust is something that you have to build with the person that you're with. And that also starts day one of your relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you can't say all these things and then not do them or that person's never going to trust what you have to say. Yeah. That's why they always say trust is a bridge. Yeah. Once you burn it, you're going to have to start over from the beginning. Yeah. Michael. <clears throat> Ashley. <laughs> Your turn. John. <laughs> I put um, that trust is, is more, you know, probably the most important part of a marriage and that it can be broken, but it can be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, especially in a marriage and even before you get married and in your relationship um, that trust is built gradually and you get to know people and you realize that you either trust them or you don't um, just based on actions taken. Um, And people who are building trust have to understand that it's okay to move at whatever pace you're moving at. As long as you're, you're moving at a forward pace. Um, If it takes a long time to build trust or rebuild trust, that's okay. As long as you're, you know, working working, on it. Yeah. Um, and you have to be patient and compassionate with yourself. Like, um, if you're rebuilding trust, you can't think like, okay, I I need to just get over it and trust someone because this is getting ridiculous. Like it's been a month, you know? Yeah. Um, so being compassionate with yourself and working on, on you, um, I think is an important way to rebuild the trust and, and, you know, talking to God. And opening up, you know, your eyes to the the situation at hand and um, just taking it slow and making sure that the trust is built in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think I think the key to rebuilding trust is like if you both have the same goal in mind after, you know, after this transgression is made <clears throat> against your trust in your relationship, it's like if you guys both have that high, high goal and you're making that very important in your life, then as long as you're working towards it, like you said, it it might take years, but you just got to be patient and compassionate with yourself. I like that. I also think that if there's trust issues in a marriage, there's going to be two sides to it. So yeah. the person that's working on rebuilding is going to have their own compassion for themselves. But I think the person that also is having to retrust that person has to have compassion on them. Like, no, it's not going to be an overnight fix. It's not. I mean, you're rebuilding something that is supposed to be the foundation of your relationship. So having that compassion and understanding and knowing that it's going to take time is an important thing to remember. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's not just, it's not that overnight quick fix. Like when you're rebuilding. All right, Johnny. What's the next hot topic? The next hot topic <laughs> is boredom. Ooh, I'll start. 
Ooh, wow, that was really fast. And Michael's right out of the gate with uh, <laughs> wanting to talk about boredom. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't like this being on the list at all. It was on. It was, a, a, it yeah. was on a hot topic. It's fine, but I, I just don't agree. This is with like it. a, this is like an internet AMA. I yeah. could see this. I could see boredom if you're married for forty years, your kids are moved out of the house, and you're not doing anything. You could be bored together. I don't see myself as bored ever. I see myself as like stressed and like there's. There's never boredom. Like I'm never bored with you. I, I'd, I'd be more apt to be frustrated and just like busy than I would ever feel bored. So for me on this list at my age with the one, three and six year old, I don't believe that I have any contribution to this at all other than um, I, old people need to find stuff to do, I guess. Okay, so skip Michael. The fact that he remembered our children's ages so fast was I know, like dang, really son. impressive. I know my kids. <laughs> <laughs> When's their birthdays? I already know that too. <laughs> September 27th, March 27th, 20, 29th, I meant, and June 27th. Right? Close, yes. That was right, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Besides right. the one little blip. Yeah, I forgot were. the boy was the nine and the girls were the seven. <sighs> Shoot. But he's, I know. Get, he's getting better, guys. He's getting better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you guys talk about boredom. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say you're bored. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> So how would you work through that in, in our relationship? <laughs> what? Boredom. In our relationship? Yeah. Drink more? <laughs> I'm not bored with you. Oh, thanks. I'm not bored with you either. Frustrated this with you. This is marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me? Ashley. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought of boredom as like those ruts and routines. And so like it may get like, we're doing the same thing over and over and over. Like in my mind, that's like boredom. Maybe I'm not bored with you, but I'm bored with like our situation. Like if we're doing the same exact thing every single day, yeah, blah, you know, but it's important that we challenge ourselves to keep things relevant and that um, things are ever changing with the current season of life. So, I mean, there is... Yeah, and that, that goes back Some to our, our first episode with living intentionally. Yes. That can get like you that. out of boredom. Yes. Um, I also have the mindset that Michael is my forever person, and he's not going anywhere. So if I'm bored with mm-hmm. him, and I have that in quotes, like bored with him, then Michael and I need to talk about whatever is making me, quote, bored yeah. before it goes, like, way south, and I'm like, you know. On Tinder or something. So <laughs> I like. I'm going to swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you, like if I am feeling bored with him, then that's a, com- that goes back to communication where I need to be like, yeah. okay, what's going on between us? Like, is something wrong? We, do we need to work on this or yes. how can I help this situation? That definitely comes back to communication. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I didn't, I guess I didn't take it as like when we're 90, we're going to be bored. I'm, I thought of it like there is seasons of time when we're very busy or we're yeah. in that like routine <clears throat> yeah. time. So, yeah, when nothing new is happening. Yes, there's nothing no, exciting. There's no novelty in your right life. Like yeah. January is very boring. It's a very boring like month. It's mm-hmm. snowy it's the and worst cold. Month. We should get rid of it. <laughs> we're sad and, you know, seasonal sadness and all this stuff. So like. I can see that, but, and you can't get outside and do fun things, but yeah, I guess I've never caught myself being bored with Michael either. So that's no, good. I'm it's hard to, I feel like it's hard to be bored with someone unless you're the one that's giving up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
What like did, I, I just said, I said bore, <laughs> boredom is eminent, meaning that you're at some point there's going to be a boring period. But if you know it's coming, then you can. But I don't think like you should it. never get bored with Monica. And if you, no, you know, like if that it, if that happens, you need to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Talk with her. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's like even any little sense of boredom, I'm like trying to jump at on it. Right. Yeah. That's good. You know, because most of the time I feel like I'm the one that's boring. <laughs> you fall asleep on the couch, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't movie. help it. <laughs> you we sweepies. Got, we, we, got such a, we got such a comfy couch. That's so sweepy. <laughs> All right. Hot topic. Stress. All right, Michael. You're stressed. I, I just, I feel repetitive. So, and stress, it's like. You're going to have stressful moments, especially with, you know, kids and young ages and I mean, medium ages and probably old ages, you're probably going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, in marriage, pre-kid, I, I don't know that we felt a lot of stress other than like, where are we going to live and what are we going to do? And, you know, um, but now that there's kids, I'm more stressed with like being a father than a husband. Oh, which is probably a whole different podcast. That, that tune in parenting. next week. Oh, parents, <laughs> parenting. Um, but you know, like so stressful for, for me. It's like I get stressed. Like if you're going, if you have plans, and I have three kids, I got to watch. I get stressed. But like, I'm not stressed with you per se. I'm stressed because I, I know what's about to happen. I know what my future is holding for the night. So for me, that's stressful. Um, and then when I leave, you know, and I have plans, and you have the three kids. I'm not stressed at all. I don't feel bad. <laughs> like I, you know, like it's it's a selfish thing. It's it's like mm-hmm. I I at that, that point I'm like, this is this is fun. And you might be like, you have more fun with other people. No, I'm having more fun because I'm like, there's no stress. Like, if the kids fall down the stairs, it's not my fault. Like I'm not home. So it, it, that's a stressful thing for me when I'm home with three kids. I'm constantly like paranoid and running in circles. Yeah. So for me, the stress is more fatherhood than it is marriage, I think. Mm. I said stress should be shared because, yeah. you know, like you're saying, if <clears throat> if one of you is going to go out and then the other person gets to go out and you guys share that stress load, and I feel like that, that helps out, you know, spreads the yeah. surface area of pressure and stress. Um, I said that stress falls back on communication and you just need to be open about what is stressful or the time that's stressful. Also, when I'm stressed, that's when my love language comes into play and how Michael can be my key player in helping me de-stress. So in marriage, like I can utilize Michael to be that, you know, person I can go to, to either vent or um, talk to. I can take a minute to go take a hot shower when I need a massage or something that's on him or when I just like need to sit down and talk. So, but here's the other big downside of marriage is I can easily take my stress out on Michael, which isn't always fair. Like if I'm stressed about school, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be grumpy to him. I don't know why, but I just like, I can't be mad at school. I can be mad at him, Michael, you know, like it's just easy to like, take my stress and like put it on him, which I know is not fair. So just being aware of that and communicating my frustrations out loud to him instead of at him. Mm -hmm. 
is important. And yeah, that definitely goes back to communication. It's like if you learned how to communicate, telling him that you're stressed. Right. And that you need these three these things from him. Right. But I think like in marriage, we do need to utilize our partner as that helpful person to get through a time, a stressful time. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's why I said sharing the stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going off of each other. Yeah. Michael, what's the next hot topic? Finances. Oh, can oh, I go first? No. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say Michael can talk more about this than me. Ah. Uh, but here's what I do. I do know that this is literally one of the most main causes of marital stress. Yep. Is finances. That's all I got. Should I go? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Let's hear what you know about finances. <laughs> I said finances should be agreed upon. <laughs> Which is true. So I said That's the same thing. <laughs> I said, ultimately, you know, what's most important is that both partners are comfortable with the arrangement. Um, If you feel confident in their ability to manage finances, um, then you're going to feel more comfortable about money in general. And, you know, if you're comfortable with it, you don't need to necessarily talk about it unless there's an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you do communicate openly about financial goals and work together to achieve them, um, you have more likelihood to be financially stable and successful in your relationship yeah and i do think like young marriage like michael and i did like we argued about money a lot like it was just like Mm. super stressful and i think we've gotten to a point now where we're okay i mean marriage or marriage finances is still you know a stressful thing but it's all about going back to that communication and talking to one another for example you want an example this in a real life circumstance no. No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. For example, like this year, this is 2023 right now. We go to Key West on a trip and then Ashley's like, says and then it's our 10 year anniversary. So we're going to Jamaica, which is the most expensive trip we've ever taken. Um, and then Ashley's like, well, you know, we really, we're such different people. Maybe we should re- renew our vows this year, which is a, like another wedding you have to pay for essentially. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, what are we doing on spring break? <laughs> you know, and it's like, for us, that was an argument. That was a financial argument. It's like, yeah. well, you know, hate to say it, <laughs> but choose what you want to do this year and tell me right now. Because you're not, you know, we can't do everything. Yeah. Um, as much as we want to. I mean, I'd love to just pack up and leave, you know, every time we get a chance. But it, it's not in the cards right now. Um, so finance also comes down to... Um, what are we able to do this year outside of being in your hometown? Yeah. Um, which is a big deal too. So Yeah. And those are little financial goals that. Yeah. That you, you know, need to can, communicate can, about and yeah. save up for. And, yeah. And you guys can uh, work towards them together. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. I agree. The next hot topic obviously is about sex, but we talked about that last week. So if you want to pause here. And go listen. Mm-hmm. You can just hop on. It was over. only like 19 minutes, I think, right? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So, you want to take a 19 minute break from this one? Yeah. And go listen to that. We do yeah. dive a little deeper into that. So, or I've got some advice for you. Oh. Oh. Go have sex. <laughs> just right now. Just right now. Just, just pause okay. and have just sex. Pause. Stay pause, pause, have sex, and, and then come back. Come back. Okay. <laughs> All uh, right. Welcome back, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 
The next one was on the list, unrealistic expectations. Mm. Yeah. I can go what first. Do, yes. What do you think this? I don't know what this means. So I get this way sometimes where I have these expectations in my head that I hope Michael does or that I want him to do. And then it's in my brain and then it's a letdown when he doesn't fulfill those expectations. Yeah. But I never communicated them to the to him for one. Yes. They were just in my brain. And two, I can't expect something of him if it's not if he's not even capable of doing it. Like if I never communicated to it or if it's something he just can't do, I can't hold him accountable for those expectations. Yeah. Especially when communication wasn't involved. Right. So I'm working on myself in a way where I start to think, when I start to think these things, I just remind myself that um, marriage is sacrificial. So sometimes it does hurt. Like I, mm. like maybe sometimes, yes, I do, do 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 more than Michael might do. You do do more than Michael? I, I do do more. <laughs> but, and sometimes Michael does let me down or doesn't meet these expectations, but I remind myself that that doesn't make me stop loving him or want anything different. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to withhold love because he didn't do any those things for me. Um, and I think it's a work in, a work in your brain. Like it's all in yourself to do that because I'm still working on these things sometimes where I catch myself being like, oh, Michael didn't do this. But I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't even like talk to him about this. Mm. Or you know what? It's okay. Like sometimes I am better at showing my love than Michael is and – that's okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that pr that pretty much sums up unrealistic expectations. What did you have? Nothing. Oh. I didn't know. You didn't really know? I, I didn't really know because. You don't have any. I don't have any unrealistic expectations. I never get disappointed and I'm always happy. <laughs> Perfect. Michael? Um, unrealistic expectations. Mine's more sexual. That goes back to sex for me. Well, yeah, I was going to do okay. that too, but. So what do you have to say? Well, like you set up a scene in your mind where you're like, I mean, this is going to happen tonight. Mm -hmm. It's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And then like I wake up the next morning and go, how went the, we went to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't communicate what I wanted. I didn't say like, right. Hey, tonight let's do this it was just a fantasy that i was like if i poke her butt twice before we go to sleep <laughs> i expect she her knows. to flip over she knows <laughs> she knows yeah it's and it, knocking so on mine's the door. more sexual but go back to the last podcast for that one which is that is true i mean if you have this expectation in your mind that if i poke her butt twice she's gonna turn around and it doesn't happen then you did expect something that wasn't with this happen. i'm going to bed <laughs> <laughs> you did the knock wrong <laughs> Yeah. It was three folks. <laughs> the last one that we have down is power struggle. I went hard on this. I said nothing for this. Do you want to? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Did, well, you, know, did you understand it? Then you're allowed not to talk. I'm not sure if I know what <laughs> struggle means. Well, I started with defining it. Can you go? Go ahead. I was going. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wrote this, and now I'm going to read it to the listeners. Ooh. That a power struggle in marriage refers to a situation in which both partners compete for control and dominance of the relationship. This can manifest in a number of ways. 
including control over decision-making, different views on household tasks, different ideas about parenting, jealousy, and different goals and aspirations. That a power struggle can make both partners feel frustrated, angry, and unfulfilled in the relationship. And to resolve these conflicts, it's important for both of you to work together. Comes back to communication. And it's going to involve open and honest communication, compromise, and willingness to listen to each other's perspectives. That was really good. Yeah. That was great. I did have something also. Um, I'm not done. Oh, really? Oh, Oh gosh! Dang. So sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Dang, Mister Powerful. So con- <laughs> yeah. This is I'm, this is the power struggle, <laughs> right here. This is the dominance. All right, go ahead. Um, for examples, control over decision making. Um, you know, like if if one person wants to make all the decisions about finances, goes back to finances, while the other one wants more of the say, and you don't let them. Uh, household tasks. Um, if one person thinks that they do more tasks than the other one and they start poking like i did this and this today what did you do today well it doesn't matter what i did today you know like it you shouldn't do that you should just keep working Ooh. keep, Ooh. keep going do we need a rebuttal <laughs> i'm this is not i'm not even talking to ashley right now oh i'm talking He's about this is gen- me. Oh, okay this is general <laughs> no my pastor taught me not to elbow nudge and i'm that not elbow true. nudging oh. right now. i'm just true. reading what i wrote okay um, different ideas about parenting, like this morning, for example, Ashley had told our oldest that she could stay home from school because she was quotations sick when she was not really sick. And it was a big deal. Different. You know, that was a thing. That was a, a power struggle because I was like, this, this girl is going to school. I mean, I packed her a lunch. I got her dressed. I was like, I woke up and I'm like, there's nothing. She doesn't have clothes out. And I walk in the kitchen. I'm like, her lunch isn't packed. I'm like what? Oh, communication goes back to communication. Cause I didn't know that she was, you told her she wasn't going to school. So I had no idea. So I'm like, I'm packing lunches. I'm getting people dressed. I get in the car and Ellie starts screaming. I'm not going to school today. Mommy said, no. <laughs> I said, well, excuse me. She said, yeah, it hasn't been 24 hours since I threw up. <laughs> I said, do you have a fever? No. Did you have a fever yesterday? No. What time do you throw up yesterday? 845. I said, well, you're going to school at nine. <laughs> 24 hours. So, you know, like that was like a thing where we were. Who won? She, well, actually, Ellie won. <laughs> <laughs> um, you lost because the teacher was like, she could have came today. And because I was like, she should have came today. So we had a good conversation about how you should have wow. sent her. Um, but Ellie ultimately won because she, in her head, she didn't have to go today. Which is going to be really bad when you start feeding that into a high schooler. And she realizes that. She didn't Says school. the man who never went. <laughs> I don't want people to be like me. <laughs> do, as um, I, do as I say, not as I do. Jealousy. So if one, I, and I put jealousy slash um, just being possessive. Possessiveness. Uh, so if you become jealous um, or possessive of the other, you may try and control their actions and limit their independence. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good one. And different goals. Uh if you have different goals, you're going to struggle on who gets to prioritize their goals. That's a big one. That is a big one. Yeah. And as a speaking, like for a male, I feel like you want that dominance when it comes to your goals and your power of like 
wanting certain things. One trillion percent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't fair. And even, <laughs> even if you go the opposite way, uh, we will try to turn it back on ourselves. To, like, yeah. like be like, I gave up my dreams for you. <laughs> now, now, now I'm not, I, I'll let you guys talk eventually. So when I, when I read this, this is a one, big topic for him. Should I mute our mic? <laughs> no, but when I read about power struggles and it, it comes back to leadership, to me, it comes back to leadership in your household. And you know, you're, you're, you have a power struggle because you're supposed to be the guy. The guys are supposed to be the guy period. Mm-hmm. I don't care what any woman says. The guys are supposed to be leaders in their households in the Bible. So guys can get selfish. I'm not arguing that. Like you can say, well, I'm, you know, I'm leading my family. I'm going to go do everything, in, you know, I want to do and nothing that you want me to do. And you have to do everything I want you to do. That's different. Uh, but I think that when it comes down to actual like, okay, you know, especially when it comes down to prayer or like you're leading your family in the right way. Um, being stern and direct with your family is important as a guy. I think you need to do that. If you're if you're abusing it, that's not okay. Yeah. But if you're still, I, I still think the guy should have more power in the marriage in regard to leading leadership. Yeah. But power doesn't always equal leadership. I feel like you can't take that too far out of context because <coughs> yes, the male is the leader of the family, but you have to lead your family in a positive way that's bringing glory to God. So if you're leading your family, that's only your goals. That's not going to bring right. any yeah. glory. That's what I meant by Yeah, because, yeah, there's no, doing. you can't do that. Yeah, there's no glorification in power. And a lot of the other stuff I said, like about household tasks, like that has nothing to do with leading your family. You know, I mean, so like that's a whole different option or a whole different conversation. I think finances, it's close. I think that mm. as a man, you should step up and do your, do your finances and figure out your family's, one of your family's biggest stresses and, and make it work. Um, but it comes back down to all of, all of this, uh, sex women are usually more, um, they're the choosers. They're, they're, they're sort of the choosers. They're, they're just shy. A lot of women are just more shy. I would say like 80% compared to 20%. Are you talking about on power struggle? Like for sex? I'm just going back. Yeah, I'm just going back. Okay, but like I think I said this on our sex episode, like women are tend to be more submissive when it comes to sex. So like males do have that kind of like dominance in that aspect. Not all the time and not every woman, but I'm just saying like. Yeah, but. Typically, it's it's the woman who ultimately chooses if the sex happens or not. I think it's ultimately the communication before the sex. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you communicate with your wife that you're having sex tonight, you're probably going to do it if you're doing it the right way and not being a you know a D face. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that you could probably you could probably know when you're going to have sex by your actions. A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially if you know your wife's love languages. Especially if you know them and you manipulate them. them. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's like in, in, even if you are communicating about the sex, you know, the, the hard line is set by your wife. 
you know, if, if you say, Hey, I want to, you know, do these things and all that. And I want to, you know, make sweet, sweet love to you tonight. <laughs> and she's, she's like, uh, no, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately she chooses, she's got the power in that. But she also had a reason to say no. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, you know, like there's an underlying condition there. It's not COVID. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm reeling oh us back God. in. <laughs> okay. 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 Power struggles. I have been both stay at home mom and wife. So I kind of have seen, you know, a struggle from both ends of the spectrum. Oh, stay at home mom and, and, and working, working mom. Working mom. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> okay. Stay at home mom and working mom. So both are equally as hard and both have their own challenges. But for me, the power struggle comes from jealousy and maybe something that you don't currently have like money or status. Mm -hmm. But I have to remind myself that love does not envy or boast. That's in, you know, first Corinthians. Um, and I mean, knowing, I know Michael's the head of our household. Does that mean all everything for me comes second no but it does mean that he's going to be the leader in what we do and yeah. it was just something that i don't know when we got married i just kind of that's how it is now does that mean i can't have my goals and do my things no, no. and i think michael does a pretty good job at making sure that i'm following through with everything i'm doing and mm. having that sacrifice in, like right now I'm getting my master's. So having that sacrifice when I have to go to one trillion meetings and be home late and stuff like that. So, um, yes, it does all come back to communication and stuff. But I do feel like the power struggle, what come the nasty that comes out in it and what's going to bring the problem in marriage is the jealousy aspect of it. Like, oh, I'm so jealous of Michael that he gets... Yeah, this gets, free time or yeah. I'm so jealous of Michael that he gets this night to himself or I'm so jealous of Michael that, you know, yeah, he's his own boss and makes a million dollars, you know, like yeah. he doesn't, and but the, you, know you know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, not to go back to like the 1950s, but it's like, you know, when your husband, if you are a stay at home mom and your husband comes home and, you know, you ask him how his day was before you even tell him how your day was mm -hmm. because, you know how your day went. Yeah. You don't know if his day was hard or not. All you do is, all you know is, you know, the kids were crazy and all that, but you don't know if he, you know, almost cut his finger off a few times or uh, stabbed himself in the arm trying to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I think, uh, I mean, it, it all goes back to communication. Yeah. That's good. That was the last hot topic to talk about. Holy cow. Struggle. Um, the next question is kind of deep, and we only have a couple more. But how do we keep our marriage to a God standard in today's world? Can I ask a question? Sure. What is a God standard? I'm assuming like. I mean, what, what does that mean to you? Okay, like how can you bring glory to God in your marriage and your family in to keep it about God and not about you? Selflessness or 
Like my answer was simple. We have to put God first in our marriage. And if we do that in our marriage, we're going to do it with our kids and we're mm. going to do it as a family. And then that we're going to take that out in the world and hopefully people can see that. Um, and that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, you <clears throat> like that goes back on whatever episode we were talking about. I think friendships when Michael said this year, he's trying to work on being a one person mm-hmm. in all of his friendships instead of being like this different yeah, person. Yeah. And that goes same back, same back. <laughs> this goes back to, you know, keeping your marriage to a God standard. Michael and I aren't going to be a married person and do certain things in our home and then go out to a restaurant and act completely different than we do at home mm-hmm. or we go to church and act completely different than we do, you know, yeah, somewhere else. So making sure God's first and like being that one person or like the oneness everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. In uh, going back to like putting God first, I think that that's very important in, uh, in Swedish um, marriage ceremonies, the bride and the groom, they, both light a candle. They kneel down and light a candle that's above them. And that's supposed to represent, you know, the, the perfect union of the both of them. And the perfect union of the both of them is how marriage is, how their marriage is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So because they're kneeling down and they're below it, you know, it's like, this is above you. It's like a, sh- a star shining in the night. It's like the North star and keeping that as the center aim of your marriage is, you know, that's the standard. It's like um, an ideal, pretty much. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I didn't. I didn't put anything on this. Um, I, I I figured I had so much last time. The last the last subject. Oh, you made up for it. I made up for it here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I just think that it's the same thing. I think it's a simple answer, and we don't all need to say the same yeah. thing, which is put God first and and. As a man, um, lead your family to church. Make sure you're up in the morning. Make sure that if there's an excuse not to go, you put priorities first, which should be God. And mm-hmm. um, and don't say no to things that are obviously important to you and your relationship with God. So like last night, Ashley had a leadership meeting for the women's retreat, which to me is important. And I let her know, like, yeah, obviously I'm watching the kids and you're doing this. Mm-hmm. She could have said, oh, you've had a rough week and, you know, I'm just not going to go because you're going to be mad. And I probably would have said, absolutely not. You're going to this. Like, that's important. Yeah. So, just, yeah. Keeping priorities straight when it comes to leading yeah, your that's, family. That's great. One of the things that kept popping up on, like, these sites with the hot topics and stuff, they always ended it with, like, how do you keep joy or fun or remain, like, good friends in your marriage like that was like the end verse or like you see it on social media Mm -hmm. like how to how to keep fun in your marriage so how do you guys as guys do that i just think that finding something that you both enjoy to do together just making sure you make the time to do that thing and whether it's you know finding a netflix show you guys both like and love to talk about or uh, going out and walking in nature and learning all the birds. <laughs> you and Monica are very naturey. Like, I feel like you guys are your best selves when you're outside. Oh, I love nature. Yeah. I grew up golfing. 
I'm out there hitting a little little bally. I am. I'm a I'm, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Michael, how would you keep joy fun in your marriage? Randomness. Um, I don't know. Maybe like spontaneity. Spontaneity. Is that a word? Spontaneity. I know spont spontaneous is. I don't. That yeah. word confused me for a minute. Well, it's the verbalization of. Very smart. Spontaneous. Um, yeah. Um, this goes back to the friendship episode, but be the friend that you want. And I feel like that goes with your spouse. So be the spouse you want. Mm-hmm. So make sure you take time for each other. That's uninterrupted. Make sure you're continuing to pursue each other. I feel like a lot of people forget that you have to like keep keep going with your loved one. Keep dating. Going on dates. And then dive into the Lord together. Um, figure out how they're best love and do that often. Don't forget to do that with them. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Marriage challenge. I thought this was fun because we did a sex challenge. So I figure we need a marriage challenge. So what is your challenge for our lovely married couples that are listening? Have more sex. John. <laughs> that's fair. You can say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, dude. And that sex was for is the important. sex episode. This is the marriage episode. No, the sex challenge was to get those adventure books. Yeah. This is just to do it. Get reconnected spiritually. Ground yourself outside and do it. Ground yourself outside on the floor. Ground your, grounding yourself is important. You should, guys should just do that. Go for a walk barefoot. Yeah, and then do it. <laughs> oh, dear. Michael, save this. Go ahead. Save it? I'm just being honest. <laughs> Marriage challenge. I challenge you listeners of all sorts and sizes. <laughs> National and international listeners. Two. Go on a good date. Not like the same place. Not like the same, like, I'm going to the same place we go every weekend or we have to meet up with friends because without the friends, it's not the same. We can't have fun without a group. Yeah. I mean, like, a date. I go somewhere like... Like where you plan it and they don't even know, like back in the day? Yeah, go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Go somewhere you're not a usual. (laughs) Yeah, go somewhere you're not a usual, or someplace you've never been, and don't invite friends to go on the date with you. Just Mm -hmm. go on a date, Mm -hmm. communicate, and then go have sex afterwards. Yeah, baby. Oh lordy. Okay, my challenge. Sex. (laughs) No, is um, my pastor told us to do this, and I've done it ever since then is you go on your phone and you set a reminder for like different parts of the day you set up whatever time and it's your reminder is to stop pray for and then your spouse's name so Mm. you're supposed to like stop whatever time that is and pray real quick um it seemed silly at first like the reminder would come up and i'd be like you know like Mm -hmm. but it's just cool to like give that sacrificial love and pray for them without ex- expecting anything back from them and just see how God works, you know, through your prayer to them. Mm. So it's just really cool. And I also found this thing that I want to start doing for my reminder. And it's like praying for your spouse from head to toe. So then you like start with their mind. So you ask, you know, God to pray for mm. their mind and pray for their eyes that mm. they fix them on you. Pray for their ears, that they can hear your voice. 
and listen, pray for their mouth, pray for their heart, their hands and their feet. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know where I found it, it's on Pinterest, but (laughs) (laughs) so if listeners want to go look, um, I just thought that was cool to start instead of just like stopping and doing a quick prayer, actually like praying for each of these things, maybe randomly, like maybe first I'll pray for like his mind and eyes. And the next time I pray, it'll be for Mm -hmm. little things. For his little toesies. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. So may your feet take you where you need to go. But literally just like stopping and praying. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So to wrap us up, wrap us up, wrap us out, wrap us out. Here we go. Um, I do have a marriage prayer, so I'll just pray and then we can cheers. And I hope that you listeners join us next time. So here's the marriage prayer. Jesus, help me to love my husband the way you show us your love. Strengthen me each day. Give me a tender heart, a heart that doesn't keep record of wrongdoings and that isn't full or that is full of compassion, love, and grace. Help me to be able to communicate love to my husband in a way in which he receives it. Jesus, we invite you into our marriage. Be an active part in our lives, transforming us more into your image each day. Amen. 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 That was great. This was a great podcast, guys. I can't wait to hear the listeners' thoughts on it. Yeah. I don't think it needs an edit. I, think I don't think so. It. I, yeah, think, I think we just all right. out. It's our longest. It's our longest. Oh, dear. <laughs> we need one edit. Party foam. <laughs> we need one edit, and that's me just knocking over everything. <laughs> uh, and you guys rock out with your Bibles out. Join us next week for parenting. Ooh. Follow us along on Instagram. Ooh. Yep. And, Instagram, sipping on script pod. And if you have um, some thoughts or feedback. suggestions, feedback, leave it in the the Instagram, Instagram you thing. can you can rate us and leave yeah, some comments yeah leave there. us an iTunes review yeah that'd be cool or a Spotify review I don't know if they do that but yeah or pray for us so that we yeah, continue to get us. better yeah <laughs> just keep praying for us that we are impacting our listeners and we pray for all of our listeners we do so cheers to another great week I spilled, and I spilled mine <laughs> to marriage to marriage bye friends.